On this episode of Infinite Spaghetti, Ethan Minsker screws up his recording and doesn't have his mic connected. That's okay, we will fix in post. You're watching the edited version of Infinite Spaghetti, out of sync if you're watching video. This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker. Part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. So before we start the show, I wanted to talk about the next graphic novel you should be checking out. Cosmo Knights by Hannah Templer. That's a hard title to say because I keep thinking of the cosmonauts, the Russian space service. But it's Cosmo Knights. Let me tell you a little bit about this. It's a story about taking down the patriarchy. I don't want to say they're space pirates or space bandits, but it's something similar to that. Each planet has a royal family, and that royal family barters their daughters, the princess, in these jousting space battles. Find out how the Cosmonites take down the system. The artwork is great. The story is fantastic. This is the first episode. I highly recommend it. Again, Hannah Templer. Today's special guest, Tash. She's a model. She does a podcast. She does nonprofit stuff. A little bit of everything. But I'm going to let her explain it in her own words. Let's welcome Tosh. Yeah! I am Tosh Jones. As Ethan said, you can find my Instagram at it's me, Tosh Jones. Funny enough, I actually restarted my Instagram, so I took down all of my modeling pictures over the last like 10 years that I've been modeling and was gonna repost them, and then I haven't. I need to do that. So this is a, a good reason to do that. But really, I'm an all around creative. I have all these different endeavors. Up until about three years ago, I was mainly an actor, and that's what I did professionally. Quit and started working for my family's nonprofit because I wanted to start doing something more, and I do a lot of project management. In my free time, I still, I make jewelry, I make props, I make costumes. I love modeling still. I do a lot of styling. I do character creations for photo shoots, so not cosplay because it's not based on another character, or it could be as an inspiration, but it's not a copy of a character, but it's a new character. And I have an anime podcast with some of my friends, and so also a big nerd and weeb. I've been acting since I was young, and I would do some modeling gigs here and there that would have to do with commercials and things like that. Really, what I got paid got the most often in a professional sense was industrial modeling, I guess it's called, or commercial modeling. Like, for example, I had cell phone companies. I'd be the girl that's hanging out with my friends while like kind of showing off my phone at the same time, that kind of thing. But then on the side in Austin, Texas, where I'm originally from, I live in LA now, there's a huge photography community and creative community. So I started meeting all these people who do fashion photography, creative photography, cosplay photography, um, and started working on that end. And so I have a very large portfolio of very commercial, normal product-based photography, and then all the way up to higher fashion couture type. You're here in Los Angeles? I am. I moved here four years ago. What part of Los Angeles? Sherman Oaks. 
when you go over the hills and there's the valley, I'm right in the beginning of the valley. So we personally love it. It's it's not the trendy part of LA to live in, but I love it up here. How did you get into the Austin fashion stuff? Uh, there's just a lot of, there's a huge creative community in Austin for, for a town that size. And so there's a lot of really neat Texas designers out of Austin, a lot of very talented fashion photographers there. So just through different friends and different communities and collaborations, I started doing that. You know, I'm not industry standard. I'm five foot four and an athletic build. I'm not six foot and, you know, willowy and, you know, giants. I wouldn't be in New York or LA. I wouldn't be considered a fashion model, but in Austin, I pulled it off, I guess. Most people think I'm much taller than I am for probably because of those pictures. You were saying that you also do a blog, an anime podcast. Please tell us about that. I, I have an anime podcast. So it's kind of a fun premise. It originally started out with me and two of my girlfriends, one who is an actual anime illustrator. That's what she does. And then another who had never really seen or liked anime very much. So we kind of came out and I'm kind of in the middle. I started watching anime when I was in middle school and high school and I love it, but I have a lot of gaps in knowledge. A lot of people way surpass me in their knowledge of anime. So we kind of had this thing where it's like the expert, the intermediate and the beginner anime listener. And then we added our friend Nick in who's also intermediate. Now we watch shows and do episodes by episodes, whatever's the big ones out. So right now, My Hero Academia is the big one that's everybody's watching. So it's called the Nani What Podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple and Google Play, all of those. How long you been doing that? About a year now with Nick. Before, we had had a different name. We kind of restarted when we added our, our fourth host in. So uh, before that, we had been doing it a year, but I don't think you can find those episodes. So we'll say a year. So basically a COVID podcast. A COVID podcast. Yeah, we started, I I guess it's a little over a year because now I can't believe we're already in May. That's crazy. I think we started around December, January. So we're coming up on a year and a half now. Going from Austin to LA, how do you like that? I actually love it. I grew up in Austin. You know, Austin's a great place to visit. It's a great place for people to move to. And I'm sure all my fellow Austinites are like, don't tell anyone else to come here. But it is. It's a great place to live. It's just when you grow up in a place, I wanted something new. So I went to school for a very short time in St. Louis. And then I was originally, originally from the East Coast. So I've lived in a few different places, but I spent almost 20 years in Austin. I was ready for something different. So So you also do cosplay, right? Tell us about that. To an extent, I've actually considered getting into cosplay, but I actually don't do cosplay. I do character creation. I have a friend who's a photographer. I'm actually wearing his shirt today, Nova Garza, and he creates like a cyberpunk world. And he has all these characters and he's a photographer and everybody who shoots with him gets their own character made. And so I create a lot of characters with him and for him and, you know, for other photo shoots and such. But I don't ever actually take a character that's already existing and make a costume for them, if that makes sense. Let's go over your Instagram page. Tell us about some of the few photos we find here photographer in Austin um, named Nico Nordstrom. She's amazing. She does kind of like high-end couture style. That red wig, that's also one of hers over on the right. Fanciful shoots are with her, but then I have some cyberpunky ones. Yeah, that's Nico as well. That was fun about four years ago, five years ago. Nico and her business partner, Mishi, who does styling and hair and everything else, and they both are creative directors. So it was Danny or Danya's. It was funny because I was so 
hung over in this shot, actually. Um, we all were, because we had been camping under redwoods and it was just beautiful and magical the night before. And I guess we partook too much and uh, we all felt so sick, but we pulled over. We were driving on this street going back, going towards Portland and it was this mountain road and this mist fell in and we all love mist. Um, and we're like, oh my God, these trees and this mist, this is amazing. So we got out and we pulled out some of the couture we had borrowed from the designer. So we got up and that was actually one of my favorite moments because I was all decked out like an elf queen, basically. Sarah Shergan makes like amazing leather pieces and she had made that arm piece for us, epaulette for us to use. So I was just sitting there and we were all getting ready and I felt really sick, but I like was so happy at the same time. And then this father and daughter came along and the daughter's like four, she's so cute. They're hiking and she sees me, she goes, <gasps> it was the most adorable gasp. And her dad goes, see, I told you fairy queens live here. And I was like, well, that's it. I can die happy now, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I restarted my Instagram. What is that? A year, 2019. And I just, I stopped. Tell me about the family business. Well, there's a nonprofit and a for-profit portion, uh, but we mainly deal with like anxiety, depression, addiction. It's a mental health nonprofit. My mother was a chemist and a biologist for a very long time, but she had a nervous breakdown because she had gotten a screening and they thought that she might have breast cancer. And for some reason, the test results came back inconclusive and all of this anxiety already runs in my family. So the doctor told her, they're like, we'll just put you on an, you know, anti-anxiety medication for just the smallest dose for a very short amount of time since you're having a hard time while we're having to do these bigger and longer tests. So she's like, okay. So she tried it. And after three days, her body chemistry gained a chemical dependency on it. She immediately dropped it. She had to go through complete physical withdrawals, sleep psychosis. She lost 30 pounds in a month. And, you know, medication is really great for the people. It's great for, and it's great for a lot of people. So we are not obviously anti-medication at all. My mom's a scientist, but benzodiazepines and other anti-anxiety meds are over-prescribed and they're not great for everyone. Through yoga therapy and all that, she actually ended up getting out of it, getting herself out of it. So then she dove headlong into that and now she's getting her PhD in neuroscience. And over the last 15 years, she's worked with yoga therapy, movement, meditation, breath work on how people who don't react well to medication can still treat, you know, their symptoms and their anxiety and kind of, you know, live a normal life. So that's what we do. I also have some pretty severe social anxiety because I grew up with the mother I did and I work in the field that I do. I'm pretty good at handling it. Basically what it is is using brain chemistry to retrain your neural network. So, you know, your brain learns responses to things based on trauma and it doesn't even have to be serious trauma. You could be four years old, do something, your parents yell at you and even though they're just being good parents and nothing happens, your brain could learn like, oh, whenever I'm under halogen lights because this scary thing that happened to me happened under halogen lights, you start to get anxious and you will never know that that's in your subconscious somewhere. Figuring out how to find the dysregulation in your body and then retrain your brain to react normally to situations where it doesn't. It's funny, when we moved out here to LA, we moved because of my acting career. And then as soon as I got here, I realized just how burnt out I was on acting and all of that. And we moved here for my acting. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore. And my fiance is like, okay. I started working for my family then just planning on helping out and I ended up loving it and so I'm actually slowly taking over for my mother because she she wants to start getting out of it do tell me about the media you're watching 
How are you entertaining yourself in these times of ours? As far as shows go, so I'm a huge animation person. Not just anime, but all all cartoons, you know, different animators. Also just, you know, digital artists, even you know, still art and things like that. Most of what I watch is cartoons of some nature. So we just finished Invincible, which is incredible. It's based on the the comics, I believe, or the graphic novels. I'm not sure. I actually haven't read them. The show, so good. As I said on our podcast, we're doing My Hero Academia. The Demon Slayer movie just came out, which was so wonderful. The next Demon Slayer season should be coming out this fall. I also, Attack on Titan happened uh, when I was back in Texas with my family after my stepfather died, so I didn't get to watch the newest season, but my fiance's never seen Attack on Titan, so we're going to watch the whole thing all the way through, and then I will be caught up, so I'm very late on that, so other weebs will probably be mad at me, but that's okay. You know, we watched WandaVision. I'm also a big and Disenchantment fan. That season ended a while ago, but that, that did come out. Could you please tell us about your creativity, your art stuff, the things you make? Yeah, as I was going to say, my main thing is I just like making things and art in general. So you see I have giant, giant canvases. You can see I have a bunch of little figurines. I have an indie over here. I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. I have all my tools. I do a lot of resin work. There's some cosplayers that are just so amazing, and I'm just trying to learn from them for making costume pieces and things like that. But I like just taking different weird things and making stuff out of them. Like I made a robot arm and it lights up and everything. I just used L wire and then I found some like fake knight armor from the dollar store for children and then a BMX like knee pad armor pads. So I just like taking weird things, kind of taking them apart and seeing what I can make out of them. I have a lot of tools. I have a huge toolbox under that table, which has most of my tools in it. That's just like a little Ikea for like my hammers and my drills and stuff. Show you what's on the canvas. So this is what I'm working on. It's going to be trees. I also like making cartoony characters. Or, or this is something different. I also have a giant one that's like this. But it has the Grim Reaper. But the Grim Reaper super kawaii. And it has like space inside the Grim Reaper. Death is like a window to the cosmos, right? Maybe. And depending on your spiritual outlook, you know, they can't really figure out exactly like what a you know, I guess a soul is. So it's just like, you're just this weird being driving a meat suit. So, you know, do what you can with your meat suit while you got it. Infinite realities and infinite, you know, realms, then, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm the doctor from Doctor Who and one of them, we'll see. That's the dream is to have a TARDIS and be able to go anywhere and any time. That would be awesome. In the world of nerddom, there's this specific thing where you have to be accurate about every single fact. I disagree. I think it's better to stumble in with a lack of knowledge and learn as you go. Now I don't care, but I think at first I was afraid to do cons or talk too much about the fact that I liked anime because I feel like I didn't know enough. And especially being a model, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, you're just a dumb model. You're just posing. You're not a nerd, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, I've loved this stuff my whole life, but I don't know everything about everything or I'm not caught up on everything. I'm like a jack of all trades, a jack of all fandoms, you know? I know a little bit about lots of things and I enjoy them all, but I'm not going to be an expert in any one 
fandom at all. We could, I really want to go to a con now. You should come out to LA and we'll go to Comic-Con together and experience it for the first time. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Well, coming out to LA for cons, but yeah, uh, LA is definitely one of those cities. If you're coming to visit, don't go to wherever any of the touristy spots are. Like, Try to ask somebody who is very familiar with LA where to stay. I'm, I'm saying that to listeners out there. Hollywood and you know the Walk of Fame and all that, that's what most people know of LA and that is not where you want to stay whatsoever. One of my fears is being abducted by Scientologists if I come to LA. Should I seriously be scared of Scientology? I actually had a friend who did, she's not a Scientologist. I don't know how she didn't get like taken. I'm not sure how that works in Scientology, but it sounds like that happens to people. They not get taken, but you know, get like pulled in. But she would do, she would do some of their like in-house commercial, like they have media that they show only within the congregation and she would like she was an actor for them so she got pulled out to some of their compounds and stuff to like film and then they just drive her back and it was like what a weird what a weird thing what am I doing in the future still doing my podcast we actually you know kind of like I said we kind of ended up being a COVID podcast so even though you can find us and we still record regularly we haven't done a lot we set up a Patreon but we don't actually push it don't have the link anywhere our website isn't fully done yet so you know we need to put in the administrative work behind our podcast that's my next project I'm also starting to sell my crafts and my jewelry and things again I took a little bit of a break I'm doing it at live shows but I'm also going to start an Etsy store again soon or some kind of online store trying to figure out TikTok and how to do that and sell things that way. You know, maybe listeners, maybe you can give me a an opinion because I, I have two different names I use for my art and I have two different styles of art. So I kind of have like the anime kind of cheeky, like these cute flame hearts say see you in hell i have a lot of things like that or i make little really cutesy resin jewelry that say like inappropriate but funny things on them so i kind of have this like kawaii cutesy punk rock type jewelry that i make but then i make a lot of things that are very like fairy tale and nature based so i had space bunny for my punky stuff and then i had fairy tale stuff but it's very hard to have two different shops and sell So I'm just trying to decide if I should just put them all under one umbrella or two. So if any listeners out there have opinions, message me on Instagram about it. Space Bunny! Space Bunny. You like that? (laughs) That's what I am doing now. So I'm just trying to start working on my art again because I just really need to start doing creative stuff again. So I'm wanting to do more shoots and all of that, especially now that the world's coming back together a little bit. Hopefully I can start modeling and doing more shoots again, too. Tosh, please tell us where we may find you. Instagram's probably best, especially, as I said, I am figuring out my art. I also have Base Buddy Tosh, where I'm going to start posting more about my podcast and more about my art, so you can follow me there. So at it's me underscore Tosh underscore Jones, or at Space Bunny Tosh. You can also follow our podcast at Nani What Podcast. You can also email me, spacebunnyjones at gmail.com for business inquiries only thank you for watching infinite spaghetti if you like the show please share comment subscribe rate review shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience for great cosplay content and amazing podcasts head over to projectnerd.com that's project hyphen nerd.com